Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and of course with me is the very fantastic, the infallible Jojo. Hello, Jojo. Infallible, <laughs> that's a new one, I like that. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do my thing, you know. How do you do? How you doing? Ah, Jojo, I'm doing okay. That's what I have to say, you know. <laughs> I don't, that don't necessarily mean anything. I'm just... I'm just, as you say, plugging along. Plugging yes. Along. Yes. That's, that's my... How are you? How are you doing, Jojo? I'm plugging along. <laughs> that seems to be the thing. <laughs> it's the phrase for this year, last year, this whatever it is, this time. Seems to work. Whatever, right? <laughs> the crazy thing is, last week, after the show, we normally have a little brainstorming to come up with what we are going to talk about in the next few weeks and we, we we had sort of things a bit planned out and all of a sudden boom <laughs> was it on tuesday i think it was tuesday yeah <laughs> yeah the golden globes nomination dropped and we were like yo this is a what the fuck moment so we're gonna have to work with it well, yeah we this is the kind of thing you just can't let slide or can't not talk about it's uh it's a it's a i i don't know Right, so needless to say that today we are going to discuss the Golden Globe nominations. We are going to talk about our predictions and also all of the huh moments. <laughs> there was plenty of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no cool. Um, so, should we take it from the bottom to the top, Jojo? That, 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 how would you like to go about it? That works for me, sure. Absolutely. Okay. So in that case, would you like to take it away? Sure. So what uh, do you have? So I start. I've got my list from CNN, which starts with or ends with best original score, and uh, it starts with the Midnight Sky, Tenet, News of the World, and Mank. Okay, the Midnight Sky, Tenet, something in the world, and Mank. Yep, News of the World. Have you seen any of those? I have not. Somebody somebody was telling me, yo, you have to watch Tenet. And then a lot of people told me, yeah, if you watch Tenet, you'll feel stupid. <laughs> and and I was like, no, then no. <laughs> uh do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like I enjoy the the Nolan, you know. I I I usually typically enjoy those movies, but I don't I don't know this one for whatever reason. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of sort of done with the whole Inception Batman yeah. space stories. I don't know, I, I dude. Seriously, like pick something else to talk about once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> and also, whenever I hear the name, I think of David Tennant. So I'm like, oh, it's a biopic <laughs> about David Tennant. <laughs> A biopic on David Tennant. It's spelled, it's, it's spelled differently, but when you say it, it sounds the same. Hey, hey, it's right there. But 
about what was the other one? Mank. Mank. I, you know, I love Brian Cranston. You know, I mean, that's my dude. But it's not like Mank is not interesting. It's just like I, 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 I want to watch it one day when I ain't got nothing else to do. So it doesn't seem that urgent to me to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I it's it's a story about old Hollywood, which is probably very interesting. It seems like it's kind of artsy fartsy done the way it's done, artisan fart, yeah. fartisan. But I, it's not like you said. It doesn't seem to be anything that's on my like. I need to watch this today list. Yeah, man. Whoa. You know, I'm glad the weekend is here because I'm gonna no. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll watch Mank one day when I'm like maybe on vacation. And, 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 you know, if it's the movie offered on the flight, then yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, some of those movies that you will only watch when you're on a long ass flight and there's nothing else to do. You can't just step outside and smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, When uh, a couple of times that I went to Germany. I flew Lufthansa and it was a flight from Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. And every time that I flew, the father of the bride was on. <laughs> this motherfucker's been really. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey. That's funny. That's funny. You like this shit. <laughs> I know it's funny and stuff. Steve Martin. Funny, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's dude, a it's a good serious. movie, but it's not one you need to see multiple times, like enforced, <laughs> like you're stuck on an airplane after watch. <laughs> yeah, not cool. Yeah. Well, all right then. So, news of the world. I actually have to see. I, I feel ignorant by saying this, but I, I haven't heard anything about it. What What is this all about? Um, I looked it up because I I wasn't sure what it was about, and the it's a Tom Hanks stars. It's a story about a a sheriff in the old west taking a young girl back home. She was, I, I believe, kidnapped or or ran away. Oh, right. And right. and he's taking her back, and I don't think she wants to go back or something like that. Um. So yeah, it's it's a western from what I. Yeah, gather. it's weird. It's actually weird to see Tom Hanks in a western. Yes, I I agree. You like Tom Hanks like, being mean. Yeah. I'm going to kill you, motherfuckers. I'm like, oh, damn. (laughs) Tom Hanks, yo? (laughs) What's going on? What did COVID do to (laughs) Well, they say it it causes personality changes, or can, so, you know. I mean, Tom Hanks, man, with a long-ass smitten Wesson and shit threatening to kill people if they don't let him through with this little girl. That's no good. Turned him into Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, no cool. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's carrying his pen right under his titties and shit. <laughs> hey, we better eat. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this all day. <laughs> all right, well, so do we have a pick on this one? <laughs> I don't know because I have actually seen absolutely none of these, um, so I I don't know. I I feel like Tenant will probably win just because. Yeah, I have a feeling that Tenant because you know Hollywood for, uh, Hollywood uh, Foreign Press Association like to think of themselves as very smart and smart and shit. So they're gonna be like, yeah, we're smart and we got this. So <laughs> so let's let's pick this. 
I want to go to a supporting actress in a television series. So you've got Gillian Anderson for The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Julia Garner in Ozark, Annie Murphy in uh, Schitt's Creek, and then Cynthia Nixon in Ratchet. <sighs> Look, I feel you haven't watched The Crown yet. And I got to say, I think we talked about this. Gillian Anderson it brought Margaret Thatcher to life in a way that I, I don't know that anybody could. As a matter of fact, I thought Meryl Streep did a very competent job at playing Margaret Thatcher. And as a matter of I, I do think that in terms of, because of her age and her, her build, Meryl Streep was closer to, to looking like Margaret Thatcher mm-hmm. in, in terms of archival footage that we have. However, Gillian Anderson fucking killed it, Jojo. If you, if you were looking for a reason to start watching The Crown, this is it. I'm telling you. There are two actors, three actors in this show that are proper incarnation of the of their characters they are playing and we know that what's her name miss coleman is you know she's just gonna bring it every time olivia coleman but the other actors i'm talking about is like pure transformation that kid who plays young Prince Charles. He's an insane actor. He is an insane actor. He doesn't even look that much like Charles, to be honest with you. He has a certain resemblance, but he's like, all in all, he doesn't really look that much, but his comportment, his behavior, his mannerism, that, you know, tilted head in the speak that they do, like that. It's an amazing thing. So, I've heard two you know, very similar things about the actress that plays Princess Diana. Oh, good lord, yes! That she just captures Princess Diana extremely well. So I, you know, you've got a, a huge cast there, and I, I don't know, you know, if if we're going to talk about Gillian Anderson versus Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter. I'm sure is lovely, but doesn't she get nominated for something every year? I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and she's already gotten nominated for these for for playing playing Princess Margaret, but I, I don't think in this particular season her participation was as stellar as the season the prior seasons because the prior seasons were pre- practically in her she was in her prime. At this point, we just see her as an aging aunt, you know, who is just there to to be the supporting sister and whatever. Right. But but the the newcomers, you know, Gillian uh, Anderson. The I'm sure we're gonna get to his name uh, later. The the young actor who plays Charles and and the young actress who plays Diana, uh, Emma Corrin, I believe her name is Emma Corrin. They are fabulous in. In this particular uh, block of supporting actress, I wouldn't have any problem if it went for Gillian Anderson for The Crown. I love, you, you know we love Julia Garner. 
will load you like on, don't we? Yes, yes, um, yes. But I, yeah, I think Gillian Anderson is well would be well deserved. And it's you know I'm I'm looking at the other nomination, and it's not like they're they seem to. Because there's best performance by an actor in a supporting role, there's five nominations for that, whereas there's only four. So, I mean, if they really wanted to nominate Helena Bonham Carter, they could have nominated Gillian Anderson as well. It's not like they have like a rule of it has to be three or it has to be four. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Um, so, what 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 is the other block you have? Uh, let's see. So, if we were going to do, we got. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. We have John Boyega for Small Acts, Brendan Gleeson for The Comey Rule, Daniel Levy or Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jim Parsons for Hollywood, and Donald Sutherland for The Undoing. So, of all those, I've only seen Small Acts. Uh, the Comey Rule, I haven't gotten to it. Shit's Creek is that one show, you know, like whoever you talk, whenever you talk to someone, hey man, have you ever watched uh, Seinfeld? They're like, oh no, but I love this show. I'm going to watch it one day. <laughs> you know, for me, that's Shit's Creek. It's like, I do plan to watch it. I know that I'm missing out by not watching it, but I haven't gotten to it and I have no rush on, on getting to it. So, that's why uh, I haven't Hollywood can't tell you what it is. I don't know. I I was I I didn't know anything about that one either. I was I was surprised to see Jim Parsons had been nominated for something only because I didn't know he was in anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Donald Sutherland uh, in the in the Undoing. The Undoing is that show that you know that you know yeah it was good. But, like, it never came up that, like, something we should do a an episode about or anything because whatever. It was just, you know, as somebody put it on Twitter, yeah, white people are going through some tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the impression I got from all the thumbnails and trailers I saw. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, you know. I'm sure it's lovely. But, I'm sure it's good. But yeah. I've heard so, good things so, about it. But at the same time, it's <laughs> it's kind of like the one from last year um, that everybody was talking about with uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, the marriage or something. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah what was it? Was it the marriage? The wet? Marriage story. A marriage, marriage story. That's it. That's yeah. that's what it made me think of. Like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's good, but I, I don't want to see that i just okay. so really um i i think john boyega did a good job on on small acts i'm not gonna say that of all the the mini series he was probably the best actor but you, you can tell that because he is probably i think the biggest he was probably the biggest name in the entire anthology so they picked him and good for him i say yeah yeah, I did enjoy his performance in uh, in his uh, episode or, or movie in Small Acts. I thought I thought he was was very very good. I do feel like he's very underappreciated as an actor. Um, I think that his character in Star Wars was definitely um, kind of thrown out when it could have been a, a, a very important 
character to the story arc. So, um, you know, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he got a nomination and, uh, honestly, I hope he wins out of that. Those folks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my thought too. I think, uh, John Boyega, there's, there's quite a bit more to see of him. And I, I think he's becoming, he's coming, he's becoming like a little bit of a combination of, uh, uh, you know, Poitier and, and, and all of these older actors who felt that they couldn't be in just in the limelight for the sake of being in the limelight, but also they could use that platform to 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 do something good. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to St. Jude and shit and kiss some babies. It's just like, <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about the tough stuff. You know I mean? Like, uh, I'm going to talk about the racial inequality. So... It's 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 really something to behold. Um, so, actress in a limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. We have Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America, Daisy Edgar Jones, Normal People, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. And Anya Taylor-Joy, the Queen's Gambit. Let me ask you this, Jojo. Why in the bloody hell is anybody else nominated instead of just Anya Taylor-Joy? <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to refer to her as a kid, but like the kid just blew it out of the park with a show that could have been completely boring, uninteresting, and... Who cares type of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I don't, I do. I really don't know. I, um, I've heard a lot of buzz around Daisy Edgar Jones. I didn't watch normal people. It wasn't the sort of thing that I could get interested in. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you that that Anya Taylor Joy is just she was she was great in something that, as you said, could have been boring, and she made it glamorous and interesting. And um, she didn't make the character uh, I don't know she 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 didn't make the character laughable or or just her addiction or just her many foibles. She was you know a, a real person. Yeah, she, it was a very multidimensional character. And, and that's laudable. I mean, like, as you said, it could be just, yeah, she's an addict and shit, but she's great at, uh, 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 you know. But you saw somebody who wanted to find joy, somebody who wanted to feel loved, somebody who, as competitive as she was, she wanted to be a girl because she was a young girl and she wanted to, like, she wanted to have all of these facets as opposed to just a machine who plays that plays chess. And so I think she was fantastic. I know, but this is like the second nomination for Kate Blanchett with Mrs. America. And I know she's killing it. Don't get me wrong. I've seen some slivers. I've seen some, some snippets of Mrs. America. It's a fantastic show. And Kate Blanchett is absolutely great. She is. And, and it, almost everything I've ever seen her in, she's fabulous. Yeah, but again, Normal People is not a show that I, I went into, so I, I'm not saying that this is not a good show. I, I, I would never say that because I don't know this show, so I can't talk about it. Right, right. Um, Unorthodox, 
you and I talked about unorthodox for a moment, and we were like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you, we can watch it, but I don't know that it, it, it's something that we would be interested in 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 discussing on this show. Yeah, and I I I heard some things about it too that you know a, a few different accounts from different people saying that it was very um, biased. Uh, not bias is the wrong word, but. I did not portray accurately, perhaps, the life of, of Orthodox Jews. And um, that made me uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of of that sort of thing because it's, it's, to me, it's too sensitive. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, it's best left alone. But it's safe to say that we're, we're rooting for Anya Taylor-Joy for, the, Joy for the, the Queen's Gambit. And she probably won't get it. It would be the surprise of this category if she does. Is I it? agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Juju, come at me. <laughs> so we have best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. So we have Brian Cranston for Your Honor, Jeff Daniels for The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True, and Ethan Hawke for The Good Lord Bird. Yeah. So, about that, <laughs> Brian, I actually started watching Your Honor about two nights ago. Because, like, you know, I have Showtime, but, like, Showtime is, like, really hot and cold in terms of when they have something good. Like, they, they can throw out 10 shows in one year and maybe one out of 10 shows is good. So a 10%, for me, a 10% sort of like a success, if you will. And so I always hesitate to go into anything that's on Showtime. And I started watching Your Honor, and the first episode starts really slow. Like seriously, the first 10 minutes are slightly painful. <laughs> and... You know, I decided I'm going to go ahead and stop playing FIFA on Xbox and fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of this category? Um, I, I really don't know because I haven't seen anything in here. I do think it's interesting that Mark Ruffalo is playing twins in I Know This Much Is True. And I've read buzz about his performance, that it's it's a very interesting and very good performance. I, I, I like Mark Ruffalo. I think he's a good, solid actor and brings kind of a, a humanity to his, the parts that he plays. So I, I, I really don't know what to say. I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to say Mark Ruffalo, that I hope he wins it. I haven't seen any of these, but I kind of hope he wins it just because he's playing twins. And hey, he did twice the work, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just for that sake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let Twice Mark work. Ruffalo. And to be honest with you, we we sort of like passed on. I know this much is true because we we're HBO fans, and this is an HBO production thing. And but like, I know for me, there's something about the title that doesn't really call me in, and everything about it looks too passive for me to even wanna sit down and watch so 
it's it's one of those that is in the back of my mind. I'll get to it or whatever. The undoing, I know that, you know, shit, people love Hugh Grant. And uh, the good Lord Bird has a lot of buzz around it. So watch out for Ethan Hawke. But again, Jeff Daniels is a very, very well-beloved actor, especially when he is in shows that have a, a, a highly social consciousness type of topic yes and so watch out for jeff daniels too yes (laughs) yes but i guess we have no peak on this one yeah no not really i honestly could be any of them really because you know it's good they're all good solid actors and there's there's no real surprises there i don't think All right, so now we come to limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. And we have Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Axe, The Undoing, and Unorthodox. I have to say, the HFP on this one, they were spot on. All of these shows are are perfect for, for the category. And what what say you, Jojo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they I think they did great. So what's your pick here? Um look, look, if if you were to narrow it between the Queen's Gambit and Small Axe, which are the two shows that I know we're familiar with, what would you do? What what would be your pick? Small Axe. Ah, damn. <laughs> I'd go for the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved Small Axe. I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I think Steve McQueen was insane. <laughs> but the Queen's Gambit, man, there's something about that show that bloody blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I so wanted to be there with you, Jojo. No, I got to go for the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> That's quite all right. That's quite all right. That's it. It's 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 a fabulous series. It is the Queen's Gambit is great, and I guess really the only reason that I I didn't pick it is because of a small axe. I feel like made more is going to hold up better down the line. Like in in terms of history, it's going to be some uh, an anthology series that people are going to watch. Yeah. And say, I'm getting something from this. I'm learning something from this. But I, I don't really see that necessarily with the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think in 10 years, people will be like, I remember that show about chess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, but that's just me. Yeah, you're absolutely that's right. Not, plus, that's, it, not, it, that's not to yuck your yum. I'm not <laughs> yucking your yum. And plus it was a limited series. So uh, the likelihood is that there's never going to be any talk about it again. Whereas Small Axe was conceived as a, a a piece that will go down in history as just a you know just a work of art so you're you're absolutely right but again queen's gambit that's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that <laughs> i do i do so let's 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 get to the next one okay my next one is actress in a television series musical or comedy and they have Lily Collins as uh, for Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuoco as the flight attendant, 
Elle Fanning as the, in The Great, Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek. So, first of all, we're going to talk about the snobs and, and the injustices that we know happened here. But, uh, Emily in Paris, for the love of God. <laughs> what in the actual fuck? Seriously. What's wrong with these folks? I don't know. I really don't know. I swear they're sniffing glue or something. Um, I I don't I don't know because I mean when even one of the writers on Emily in Paris is going, what what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like what? But like I I read her op ed piece about it and it's hilarious. She is so funny in it that she was she was eating whipped cream when her mother called her and was like, hey, your show's been nominated. And she's thinking like, oh, for like, I don't know, lighting or something. And she's like, she's like, what's it nominated for? You know, she's talking to her mom and her mom is like, um, best of something. <laughs> you know how bad, you, how little of, of an opinion you have of your own show when you like, yeah, what is it again? <laughs> Well, best of, and when, anyway, when she told her, she's like, best of something. And so she she was like, yeah, whatever. You're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. And she said, <laughs> she Googled it and then used another search engine to look for it because she didn't believe Google. And so she, um, it was just her, if you get it, it's so funny that she's just her, her idea. She's like, I never have seen a Golden Globe. I never expected to be nominated for a Golden Globe. And then she goes into, um, the snub that happened and um, the one that I think we're all fired up about and that anybody yeah. who is uh, has a brain should be fired up about, yeah. which is the snub of I May Destroy You. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that because I, 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 I need to break something when, when we talk about that. <laughs> There's actually two snubs. There's two snubs in, in the Golden Globes, two works that have pissed me off personally. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, but in this category, with what we have, I'll probably pick Jane Levy for Zora's Extraordinary Playlist. And I know you've heard me talk about this show. This is one of those that really has surprised me. I went into the show to see literally how long they were going they were going to be on it you know like i knew that nbc as soon as they show the numbers for the show they'd be like yeah we're gonna cut it yeah. <laughs> quick hit the cancel button <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, and, and and the thing is that we know that people love to go to the theater uh, to watch musicals most people would rather go to the theater for musicals, but not watch it on TV. Much in the same way that some people love going to the ballpark to watch baseball, but they wouldn't sit for four hours and watch a baseball game. And so that's sort of the same thing. But I think, to be honest, Hamilton has done something to people's consciousness in, in terms of how we view musicals. And it sort of like brought the phone out in it in... And I think Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is the best attempt at making a musical for TV in every time that they've ever attempted it. 
they get this formula right this time because the story is compelling the musical numbers are absolutely perfect and jane levy is incredibly likable she's like a little tiny little something that you want to just just hug (laughs) 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 you know so i i would i'll be rooting for jane levy I'm happy for the nomination, but I don't know that she's gonna is gonna be any more than that, to be honest. The flight attendant, I I've heard good things about it, and Kelly Cuoco is actually a very funny girl. You know, she, in I think in in as for her, I think it's it's long overdue at least a nomination because she was a big part of the Big Bang, and I think. I think they done done her wrong. <laughs> it was I, a lot of years, isn't it? I agree with that. Yeah, I think she's um, I think she's very very talented, and as you said, overlooked. So I'm I'm glad that she was nominated for this. The flight attendant is something I kept meaning to watch and just never have. So I, I'm I'm glad that she she got the domination. I love Catherine O'Hara. I haven't seen her in Schitt's Creek, but I I I've always loved her. I just think she's hilarious. So I, I, I don't know who to root, root for here. Um, you know, I, I heard good things about the great with L Fanning. So I, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, that's, it's another list. I don't know who to root for, but it's interesting. Okay. Well, and we'll just, so how about we go for actor in television series and mu- musical or comedy? Do you have that? Okay. I do. So, uh, <laughs> so we've got Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Rami Youssef for Rami. All right. This is another one that I'm going to go like, yeah, I'm cool with whoever wins out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good list there. That's a good list. I've heard really good things about Ted Lasso. I haven't watched it, but I've heard really really good things about it. So, I yeah, anybody on that list would be would be fine. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis is actually quite the actor, more than a comedic actor. He he's he's, he's definitely more than that. And so, while I haven't seen Ted Lasso, I know that. Jason Sudeikis' nomination is well-deserved. I'm not saying that the other ones aren't well-deserved, but I know if, if there was somebody that I was going to say deserved the nomination, I would, I, would, I would obviously put Jason Sudeikis there, so I'm glad that happened. Black Monday is one of those shows that, as you said, I've been meaning to watch, but I haven't gotten to it. And uh, we've talked about, you know, Rami Youssef won last year. Um, for his show. Um, this is a show that I would be watching every season if it weren't on Hulu. So there's that. Yeah, Hulu is just very difficult for me to to watch anything on it. And uh, The Great was on Hulu. So uh, there was there's several nominations on here that it was uh, just, I Hulu is not my favorite platform. Yeah, <laughs> it just isn't. And, and, and we'll never tire of saying that because 
I'm not gonna pay. I'm not going to pay to watch commercials. That just, just no. Yeah, and you know the the levels of getting to watch things without commercials are more than cable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean that's just ridiculous to me. I, I just no thanks. Just... Right. So um, we're cool with whoever wins. Yeah, and anybody. So actor in television series, musical or comedy, we're cool with whoever wins. Now. Mm-hmm. We are going to television series, musical or comedy, which is where the snobs come to pass, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and uh, Ted Lasso. So... What television did these people watch? (laughs) (laughs) It kind of makes you wonder if, like, they were watching different shows, but they, like, their their television showed them the title that said, you know, Emily in Paris, and they were actually watching I May Destroy You. (laughs) I I was thinking about that. I'm like, do, do, do they think, what, like, I mean, Emily in Paris was like sex in the city, except instead of Manhattan, it was in Paris. One, it was horrible, and 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 it reveals a lot of why people kind of don't like Americans uh, as tourists or as transplants, for that matter. <laughs> you know, and you know, don't get me wrong, the the enchantment of Paris is is alluring to most Americans, but you know. Just the word Paris in it kind of like didn't make it for me. So there's that. So there's always going to be my bias. Like, oh, oh. I, I know how you feel about Paris. So, <laughs> so fuck Emily, fuck Paris. Next, please. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I could see it being nominated for something, not a Golden Globe, but you know, uh, something. Emmy but, uh, or some shit. Like. Yeah, an Emmy. Honestly, I could see an Emmy, but not not a Golden Globe. I'm very, very confused by that. I'm confused by the Great being nominated because I heard good things about it, but haha, I didn't hear great things about it. <laughs> you know, you know, I just, <laughs> I didn't. I, <laughs> I know it's terrible, but I, I don't know. I just, and then Shit's Creek. Uh, that's another one that I mean I'm I, I've I know it's supposed to be a great show I haven't seen it so I can't really fight for it either way, but I just feel like there was so much good television that came out that that didn't happen I I just I don't know and then I have heard very wonderful things about Ted Lasso so it may deserve to be there I don't know but there's a like. There's there's like three choices there where I'm like I don't really know what what y'all were sniffing, and then and then there's, there's the the obvious the obvious big misses that they had. It, it just doesn't sound right to me. Like who was like I, I can imagine that there's a lot of people involved in in picking these these shows and nominating them and and coming about you know the order in which they go. And I keep asking myself, so somebody, no one, 
in all the meetings, in all the <laughs> in all the <laughs> talks, in all the Zoom calls, because we know that all of this shit was virtually done. Nobody said, "Yo, but you guys should. You don't want to take a look. <laughs> I may destroy you." <laughs> like, really? Nobody's going on about this one. I mean. I, I don't get it, Jojo. I do not get it. I I really don't. I do. I don't understand. I I read uh, an article or a, a written by somebody who was saying they felt like that this list was just a a real reflection and a product of the time, like <laughs> that that people like it, it just much as everything in the whole year made people go, what the fuck. Uh, this list is just a, a reflection of of everybody going, "What the fuck?" So I, I I don't know, but I I don't I don't I don't know how you could not put "I May Destroy You" on the list. But I that, do not understand. That is that is absolutely right, though. It it, it, it it's it's very much a, a summation of twenty twenty. Like, oh, right. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be surprised anymore and shit, but really, niggas, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, because there's, there's, you know, we, I guess, well, we need to finish our topics before we rant, so. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> All right. So, Jojo, do you have actress in a television series drama? I do. Mm. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama. So I have Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Emma Corrin for The Crown, Laura Linney for Ozark, and Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. All right. So, lucky for us, lucky for me, I'm familiar with each one of these characters. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know it might not happen. Most likely will not happen. But I definitely think that justice should be done and just go ahead and give that shit to Emma Corrin. That's it, you know. And I haven't heard anybody say anything disparaging about Emma Corrin's portrayal of Princess Diana. And do you, you remember that earlier in a couple of episodes ago, we talked about how Netflix had to sort of like tell people, y'all motherfuckers know that this is slightly fictional, right? It's a dramatized version <laughs> of factual events. She's not Princess Diana. She, we, we did didn't not. Have, we didn't have her cloning for the past however many years so that we could pop her out of a vat and throw her on a TV show. So, yeah. Right. So while people had complaints about the the portrayal, the way that things were written, sort of like made uh, Princess Diana fit, look like she was really uh, egocentric and, and that made everything about her, no one ever said that it was uh, Emma Corrin's fault. Everybody mm-hmm. agreed that Emma Corrin was bloody on point every time. and. There's something about the speech, the the sounding of of Diana's voice. If you if you put on an interview or any documentary where Diana speaks and you close your eyes, you 
probably will visualize Emma Corrin's character of Diana because she is on point. There are some things that Diana used to do with her eyes, the way she would glance at cameras. It's almost like she left her face in one direction, but then threw her eyes to another direction. And that would unintentionally make her... There was something Marilyn Monroe-esque about her, (laughs) right? Yeah, very much so. I think the camera captured something about her. The camera loved her. And um, she was a very striking-looking person. And it was she could convey, I feel like, a lot of emotion from a still image. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think that that was something conscious on her part. I really no, don't. Um, it was much before selfies and being able to record yourself and, you know, being poised and all that. Like she just something about the camera loved her and captured. Uh, she seemed very vulnerable at times, very strong yeah. at other times. So, I mean, there's a wealth of the archives for an actress to look at to be able to try to emulate that. But from everything that I've read and the clips that I've seen, Emma Corrin did more than just parrot uh, Princess Diana's yes. mannerisms. She essentially became Diana, which is fascinating and a little frightening. Yeah, you, that's it right there. It, it, it's it's almost like, wow, this is this is scary. Yes, you're right. Um, but also, you know, Olivia Coleman. And I think this is this was her last uh, season playing uh, Queen Elizabeth. I think she 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 deserves the win too because everybody talks about how like dignifyingly people portray Queen Elizabeth, but Olivia Coleman. There were times where she had no quarrels with portraying Queen Elizabeth sometimes as as a sort of like mean older lady too like you know what i mean like like i have to do this this is this is the work that that the script demands do you know what i mean and it's not about making the 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 queen look good it's about bringing it as close to reality as it was and i'm not saying that when the queen was being a mean old lady she was being a mean old lady for the sake of being a mean old lady she was putting her house in order Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something, man. If you want to talk about dysfunctional family, talk about them royals. I'm telling you that <laughs> right there. <laughs> and and there were times when she had to put her foot down, right? And like there's there's one scene where you know Charles went out and did this uh, this speech about you know governments and world dominance and all kind of shit. Like he talked about a lot of things that as a royal, he had no business talking about. And the queen was like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta quit that shit. We don't have to get, we don't get to have an opinion on this. And he said, but like, he said, mommy, but I have an opinion and I have to express it. And she walks to him looking straight in the eyes and said, let me let you in on a little secret. No one wants to hear it. And Charles, in like disbelief, looks at her and say, not even my own family? And she turns back and looked him straight in the eyes again and said, no one. And then she 
rang the her little bell, like, get this motherfucker out of my face. It was like, <laughs> like it was so beautiful, beautiful. In, 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 and I'm like, yo, I got to tweet this. I fucking quoted that <laughs> and tweeted it because it was like, man, seriously, when I say shut the fuck up, I'm telling you to shut the fuck up, right? No one wants to hear. It was a beautiful scene, you know. And so, so Olivia Coleman captured every moment of that in a way that no one else could do. Seriously. I am anticipating, of course, how beautifully uh, the upcoming actress who will play the Queen, uh, what, what's her name? Um, Miss Staunton. She will be like the aging older Queen. And I know that she's going to do a fantastic job. But uh, the first two actresses to play the Queen uh, have been absolutely fantastic. And I don't know that that can be repeated, to be honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm going to go with actor in a television series drama. We have Jason Bateman, Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Al Pacino, Hunters, Matthew Reese, Perry Mason. I think this block is actually quite accurate, um, frankly. Like, this is one of the few things they got right. Although, right, the block that we just saw, there was a huge name missing there. We, we we still haven't talked about this, right? Right. Michaela Cole <laughs> is missing, right? But on yeah. this one, I, I want to say they got it right. What do you think? Yeah, I'm glad that Hunters got nominated for something with Al Pacino. Um, and to uh, ignore his performance would be uh, even more of an oversight. But, you know, uh, he's a dude, so <laughs> overlook him. I like that Perry Mason got a little bit of a nod because I, it's again on my list, but I've only heard fabulous things about it. And I just love the whole idea of it being on the air. So, and I, I, I love Matthew. Um, how'd you say his last name? Reese. Matthew Reese. Okay. So I, I, I love him as an actor. Like he's, he's been in lots of odd little British things that I've enjoyed very much. So it's nice to see him getting some, press i guess you could say and then i just love bob odenkirk he makes me happy yeah i i, I mean it's just, it's just something about the dude that makes me happy i don't know what it is like it's not even i don't know what it is he just makes me happy and then um jason bateman of course is amazing in ozark and you would be more familiar with josh o'connor than i would be since i haven't watched the crown yet much to my shame well it, and this is where i was going because it makes me it makes it a very, very difficult pick because I, I watched five episodes of Perry Mason and um I was loving it. The show is a bit slow to get onto because it took it took five episodes for you to see the emerging Perry Mason. So it was a bit slow in that respect. Uh and knowing that it takes HBO a whole year to bring, you know, the next season. It's sort of like, man, you guys should move this a bit faster. But I love it, and I know that it was a great show, and Matthew Reese was absolutely fantastic. So that makes it a very a very hard pick. Then you have 
Jason Bateman. We are very, you know, big fans of Ozark. It's one of the few shows that we've done two episodes about. <laughs> yes. Like, there's only yes. two shows that we've done two episodes about. It was the Ricky Gervais show in, yes. in Ozark. Right? Yes. Actually, no, we did The Boys. We've done twice. Yes, we did The Boys. We did do The Boys. <laughs> yeah. So that's how much, uh, how big of fans we are. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, every year that he's nominated, we talk about him in the hugest light possible because we are big fans of him. He's like somewhat the closest thing to to the belovedness of Tom Hanks, if you will. Like there's something about him that makes you feel. Yeah, there's like just he could be your something. brother, he could be your uncle, he could be your, be you know, a husband if you're a woman. He could be your, your like it's just something that makes him familiar to you. Yeah, but Josh O'Connor again, uh, as I said, this kid, this kid blows it out of the park, and um, the you know. <laughs> There's, it's very hard to have sympathy for Prince Charles that was so such a twat to Princess Diana. It, 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 it's incredibly hard because he was immature, although he was older than her. And so his approach to the whole situation was incredibly immature and even cowardly, if you will. But at the same time, I think Josh O'Connor makes you feel a certain amount of empathy, sort of like makes you want to put yourself in his shoes. And that's brilliant. I don't know, I don't know how you do that because, you know, the entire Charles and, and, and Camilla Parker Pool thing is really disgusting, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not being, I hope I'm not being incredibly judgmental in, in that respect. But Josh O'Connor sort of brings the the human flaw to a level of, I think I can feel what this person, the emotions that this person is going through and the conflict that they're suffering through. Okay. So he's nominated among, like, there's so many big wigs that he's nominated with that I don't know that he'll, he, I think the nomination itself is a win, you know, right. as right. you said, I mean, Al Pacino, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Who, who do you, who do you think is going to win it? I, I think they might go with Al Pacino. Yeah. I do. I think they might go with, with Al Pacino. It was, um, a, a different sort of performance from him yeah. uh, and uh, very enjoyable. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just have a feeling that they're going to go with him. I don't know why. Yeah. And considering the fact that I don't think he's coming back. Um, I think the character ends right there. Yeah. And so, I think so. So if there is going to be a second season of Hunters, then you won't have Al Pacino anymore. So the, the likelihood is that they're going to be like, ah, you, know, you did well and you're not coming back, so here you go. Yeah. All right. So do you have television series drama? 
Best best television series drama. I have The Crown. I have Lovecraft Country. I have The Mandalorian. I have Ozark. And I have Ratchet. Okay. Again? There's a big miss there. (laughs) Do you know what pisses me off about this whole thing? Is the fact that at the end of the year, the one show that ended up on pretty much on, on the top of the list of everybody's best show of the year was I May Destroy You. Yes. But then the people that are paid to 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 determine these things that are supposed to be the experts completely no, don't even mention it. I don't get this fucking thing. I, but, I don't. I don't. Yeah. So what say you on this one, Jojo? <sighs> Of all of them, I would like to see Lovecraft Country win. That's it. Yeah. That's it for me. Yeah. 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 I've had enough of, of Ozark. The Mandalorian is, by all accounts, as, as you yourself have said, it's a fantastic show. I'm surprised but- to see it nominated for a Golden Globe, though. I really am. And it's not to say, it's not to disparage the show, per se. I just don't think it's... Uh, I guess I am kind of disparaging the show, but I just don't think it's Golden Globe quality. When I think Golden Globes, I think of something bigger, something marvelous, something that makes you think, something that... And again, not, again, The Mandalorian's a great show. It's very entertaining, but it, I, I don't know. I just don't see it having the sort of social and important impact that I expect from Golden Globe and nominations when I look at something that's been nominated for a Golden Globe, to me, that's kind of like the, I don't know, like the good housekeeping seal of approval used to be. Like you would see that on a product and be like, okay, this has been tested and, you know, yeah. approved and it's it's going to work. And it, that's to me was what the Golden Globes was like. And after yeah. this year, I'm like, eh, fuck all y'all. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> y'all. That's awesome. That's that's the that's the best reaction to this whole thing. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Y'all niggas really. But yeah, yeah, um, I think we 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 in agreement. Lovecraft Country is perhaps one of the best things to happen last year, if not the best thing, on HBO Max. Um and it it should should win it. But I think I for me, I think the crown might well be the biggest winner of the night. You wait and see, because they always have one thing that they cling to, isn't it? Yes. Like, there was a time that it was all about Modern Family. Yes. There was a time it was all about The Sopranos. There was a time that it was about like um, um, Game of Thrones. Game of like, Thrones. They always cling to something that makes it the biggest of the night. So it might be the year of the crown. But, you know, The Mandalorian, it's a good one. (laughs) So, shall we do motion picture foreign language? Sure. Okay. That's you. (laughs) So, motion picture foreign language is uh, another round from Denmark, La Llorona from Guatemala in France, The Life Ahead, Italy, Minari, United States, Two of us, France. I know about La Llorona as a as a motion picture because I read a couple of things about it. 
but I don't know these foreign language movies. I'm not I'm not very familiar with. So maybe we should just move on, man. The only the only thing that I would mention is is I only know this because I read it and it kind of irritated me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about it. is the movie Minari, which is something a movie I've been interested in watching. It's not been released yet, from what I understand that we can see. But when it says USA, it it, it is actually a, a movie in it's a United States movie. It's a United States production. It's a an American actors that are in it. It's just that a good portion of it is spoken in Korean. So because of that, because of whatever rules the Golden Globes has, it could not be nominated for anything other than a foreign language film. And that's not to disparage anything to do with foreign language films, but it also sort of knocked all of the actors and actresses out of the categories that they, from what I understand, this movie is phenomenal. And it tells the story of uh, an immigrant family trying to make it in rural America in the 80s. And they're they're Asian, which is not a story that I think is is a very familiar story. I don't think that's one that's been told over and over and over again. And I think that would be very interesting to see. And um, I'm just confused by the decision that just because of portions of it are in a different language, that it has to be a, a foreign film, foreign language film, when it's produced and made in the United States. And again, that's not to disparage anything to do with the foreign language films. I'm just confused by the fact that it's was only allowed one nomination. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's that's one thing I didn't know about it. So thank you for 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 bringing that up because now. I know, and I think uh, some members of the, of our audience will know too. Yeah, I think um, I think it's worth. I I, I I haven't seen it, but but I I would like to see it, and um, hopefully maybe this will get some press to it. But I do think it's a shame that it it was only allowed one category. All right, so um, screenplay, <laughs> motion picture, go. Best screenplay motion picture. Okay. So Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton for The Father, and Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land. I, I, I wouldn't think it's it's a, a weird prediction to say that probably Aaron Sorkin is going to win it for the trial of the Chicago Seven. You know? I mean, no. The nominations no. are fine, I, but but it's either it's going to be either between Aaron Sorkin or David Fincher, but I I, I think Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, probably so. All right, well, I'm glad that we didn't have to talk about this one much. <laughs> All right, so uh, director, a motion picture, we have Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher, Mank. Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Chloe Zhao, No Man Land. This one is a doozy. Uh, in terms of, of, of director, Regina King is sort of a newcomer, so that she got the nod is absolutely fantastic. I think her, her movie is, is a beautiful movie, and it deserves her nomination, and it, it, it deserves a bit more than nomination for Best Director. But I'm I'm fine with that. But do you think the Golden Globe is going to go to her? 
I don't know. Um, the Golden Globes doesn't have a very good history of nominating women directors, so they've nominated three in in one category, which is is good that they're making steps to to rectify their mistake. But I I would love to see her win. I've heard really good things about Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, which is a movie I, I really do want to see. Uh, I just have to get the money <laughs> to be able to see it. <laughs> Pencils aren't cheap, folks. But so I I, I don't know. I, I kind of see it going to Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7 or David Fincher for Mank, because although it's lovely that they have that they're trying to do better and that they have nominated some women. I don't know how that's going to translate into actual winning of the globe. Yeah. It is possible that they're going to surprise us and, and give it to one of the women, which would be very well deserved. But again, I think as of now, all we can see is the gesture, but we can we, just as a uh, pure sheer cynicism, we can say that a dude might well win it as opposed to one of the three women, which makes like 75% of the whole thing. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to see Regina King win because uh, One Night in Miami was great. It was a beautiful movie. So, supporting actress in a motion picture. So, best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture, there is Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman in The Father, Jodie Foster in the... I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, but... Mer- Mauritanian? Mauritanian. Mauritanian, okay. Amanda Seyfried in Mank and Helena Zengel in News of the World. So there is some big guns here with Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Jodie Foster, um, and some maybe younger fresh blood in the terms of Amanda Seyfried and Helena Zengel. Zengel? So I think... A lot of people will be expecting um, Glenn Close to win it, and that's the most predictable one. Yes. But the big surprise might well be Amanda Seyfried. Yes, I they, agree. They might just fuck with all of us and just give it to Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead with supporting actor in a motion picture. We've got Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Jared Leto, uh, The Little Things, Bill Murray on The Rocks, and Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami. This one is 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 a is, yeah. What what's, what do you think? I I, I think Sasha. Yeah. I think Sasha Baron Cohen might might come out with that one. Although he says that I would... he's going to hire Giuliani if he doesn't win, so that. Julianne can contest. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I think I think that he might win. I I, I think it, it would be cool to see Leslie Odom Jr. win. Uh, Jared Leto should not win. As as much as you know, we we talked about his character and his acting in this. When you stack him up against the other people in the ca- in the category, I he he shouldn't win yeah i i think you're right i think everything points to sasha baron cohen and the surprise of the night might be leslie odom jr the real what the fuck of the night might well be jared leto again yeah that 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 would that would be a what the fuck <laughs> yeah all right so we should go with actress in the motion picture musical or comedy yeah that, yeah that. 
Yes, I do. Good. Okay. Best best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. I have Maria Baklalova. Bakla, oh, I can't just say that. Borat, subsequent movie film. Kate Hudson in music. Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit. Rosamund Pike in I Care a Lot. And Anya Taylor Joy in Emma. Right. So this is there's a bit of a controversy with music uh, by Kate Hudson in uh, with Kate Hudson, and in fact, what's her name? Sia, who this is supposed to be her directorial debut or whatever. She ended up deleting her her Twitter account and all kind of shit because there's a huge controversy about a an actress playing an autistic person and Kate Hudson doing some weird ass uh, sort of like uh, a restriction on her or something. It's really weird, but I I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Maria Bakalova might be the surprise of the night. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I read a lot of the controversy about music. I, I hadn't heard of it really until this list came out. I don't fully understand all of the um, controversy that's going on around it. I would need to do a little more reading, but I, I do know that. You know, I like Rosamund Pike. I think she's a great actress in this movie. I care a lot. Looks like it might be very good. So um, I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy, James Corden, The Prom, Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat's subsequent movie film, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg in Palm Spring. Um, I'm surprised with the nomination of uh, James Corden. I mean, I saw the prom, and I, I just didn't think James Corden was, like, really the the greatest thing there. Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, I mean, it's a deserved nomination because... Sasha is such a crazy actor and all of the shit that he does as Borat. And I don't know about Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. I don't know. Like, Dev Patel, the personal history of David Copperfield, that seemed to have been a great movie. But I, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I, I read a lot of controversy about James Corden. I mean, he, there's a lot of controversy about him anyway. Apparently, he's a total jerk. But a lot of people in the the queer community, the gay community, were very disappointed and I think downright disgusted with his portrayal in the movie The Prom. And it does beg the question in an industry where there are so many people who are gay, why they didn't why they had a straight person play a a queer character. I don't I don't understand that at all. That I don't understand that casting choice. I don't understand anything about that and I certainly don't understand the nomination. I don't get it. That's always going to be a, a problem in Hollywood, isn't it? Like uh, I, I think the industry is large enough to cast people that can do the job, but then it's always going to be a question of relationships and influence and things of that nature and I don't See, I don't think the industry cares about about how it makes other people feel, you know. So there's that. 
Yeah, I just, and if this was the 90s, it would be one thing, but for it to be now and have still have this going on to me is, is, is ridiculous. And I, I do think that the, the lack of nominations for Meryl Streep is a bit bizarre this year as well. I mean, she was very well acclaimed for the prom and for the other movie she had this year that I've forgotten the name of, but I mean, I know she's, she's the darling of nominations, but it's deserve it you know it's for a reason and uh, you know if we're going to talk about you know the big guns of 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 acting you know when we were talking about the actresses before who had been nominated in terms of uh, glenn close and jodie foster i mean i don't know there's there's some of those that i think could have been traded out (laughs) yeah yeah i think you're right i mean especially when Older actresses in Hollywood have great difficulty in getting a part anyway. And I, I, I know she's Meryl Streep. I, I get that. I know she's Meryl Streep. And she can probably just walk into any script and say, I want that. And it's hers. But at the same time, it sets a precedent for people down the road. Um, and that's not cool. Yeah. So we move on to best motion picture musical or comedy. So I have Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, Hamilton, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I think the obvious obvious choice is Hamilton. And then the surprise of the night might be either Music or Borat. I agree. Yep. I agree with you 100% on that. (laughs) I I would be shocked if Hamilton didn't win. Yeah, I mean, it it falls off a falls yep. off a tree, but again, it's the HFB. So <laughs> yeah. <who knows? laughs> All right, I'll go with actress in a motion picture drama: Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand. Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. What are we looking at here, Jojo? (laughs) I um, have only seen one of these, and I think Viola Davis was great in it, so I, I hope she wins. There's some other great actresses nominated here, Frances McDormand, of course, and Carrie Mulligan, I'm not very familiar with Vanessa Kirby's uh, work. I'm not very familiar with Andra Day's work, but I, uh, I'm sure they're they're phenomenal. But uh, I, I did enjoy Viola Davis's uh, portrayal of Ma Rainey, and uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with hoping she wins. Yeah, that's who I'm pulling forward to. Uh, Vanessa Kirby played the younger Princess Margaret in a couple of seasons ago on The Crown, and she was fantastic. So I I know that she is a fantastic actress, but I haven't I'm not I haven't seen the the movie, so I I don't know. Frances McDormand, we know that she's the literal Meryl Streep, maybe. <laughs> um, or yeah, Viola Davis. Yeah. Viola Davis yeah. was dope. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it goes to her. All right. So do you have actor in motion picture drama? 
I do. I have Chad- Chadwick Bozeman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and is it Tahir Ramin? Uh, Taha. Taha. Rahim. Rahim. For the Mauritanian. So it's weird that we have two dead actors yeah. here nominated, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That, has that ever happened before? If it has, I don't. I I don't. I don't know. That's amazing. So the postmortem nominations are fantastic, but I, um, Sound of Metal. I've read and I've heard very good things about it. Uh, Riz Ahmed is making a name for himself here. But if we are going to say that, you know, Viola Davis, Davis was absolutely marvelous uh, in Marini's Black Bottom, we cannot also forget how great Chadwick Boseman was on uh, Marini's Black Bottom. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And this is not a case of someone getting a nomination just because they died, you know, <laughs> like, like, I think that is accused sometime of some of the, the, the academies, some of the, the, the clubs, if you will. Yeah, he was phenomenal in this. And as he was in, in it, pretty much everything he was ever in. So uh, he he needs to win this. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will be my hope too, yeah. Jojo. That will be my hope too. So to end it all, we're going to go with best motion picture drama. So we have The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I am, so I don't know much about The Father. I know that Hollywood holds Mank in very high esteem. So, so I think it's done something for Hollywood and Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yes, they do. <laughs> Nobody loves Hollywood like Hollywood loves Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Nomadland is one we have to pull for. Uh, and Promising Young Woman, the same. But The Trial of the Chicago 7 was an important movie for the year and for the moment that it came out. And uh, also because of the upcoming movie Judas and the Black Messiah, there's a intertwine, there's an interrelation here. I think I think that is a strong one for the night, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And with Aaron Sorkin behind it, you know, it's got it's got a name behind it and they, they like that too. But I I would like to see it win either that or possibly promising young woman, which I have not seen, but I've read such phenomenal things about and uh, you know, being directed by by a woman is is exciting, but I just have this feeling that Mank is going to win. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly while while you were uh, speaking, that's what I was thinking. It's like, yeah, I mean, they already they already know that they're gonna go for Mank. So yeah, find somebody who looks at you the way Hollywood looks at Hollywood. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and so, Jojo. We've done with this list. Oh, Let's God. talk about yes. our disappointments. Um, let me see. In terms of movies, the first one I have to talk about is The Five Bloods. Yes. Seriously. Yes. What the hell? Yes. Yes. There. What do you think happened here, Jojo? What? Well, explain this to me. Make that make sense for me, please. Help me out here. 
I can't, I can't make it. <laughs> I can't. It makes no sense to me either. I don't understand why it wasn't nominated as, uh, as uh, best film. I don't understand why it wasn't nominated in directing. I don't understand where there wasn't a, a lead actor and a supporting actor nomination in this. I don't get it. I don't understand what the hell happened. This was a great movie and an important movie. And I don't know what they were thinking. I, I don't know. I don't know what they were sniffing. I, I, I don't know how they could have missed this. Yeah, this was I a don't big one. This was a big one. Yeah. An obvious, like, yeah. like even before, like, even five minutes before publishing the nominations, somebody should be like, let me take a look at this list again. Who did we miss? What did we miss? Yeah. And this is like, yeah, the five bloods should be there. And so with that, we have to talk about the big fuck up mm-hmm. in not nominating Delroy Lindo, yes. <laughs> you know, as best actor. Yes. yes. Because I think 45 minutes out of an hour of the, of the podcast episode we did about the five bloods, at least a good 45 minutes of those we spent talking about Delroy Lindo just taking this movie yes. on his shoulder. And it wasn't overacting. It wasn't, you know, just showboating. It was a man who really, really portrayed the plight of a Vietnam veteran, a black Vietnam veteran, uh, to the best of his ability. And I am floored. I am absolutely floored that these motherfuckers just ignored that. I I do not understand it. I do not understand it at all. I I don't get it. I don't. He was phenomenal in this role. His monologues were amazing. His chemistry with the other actors were amazing. This this is a crime, <laughs> frankly. This is a crime. And I, I will even go to the point of saying that I feel like Chadwick Boseman should have been nominated best uh, for the Best Supporting Actor for this role as well. Because he was great in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He was wonderful. But he was also so great in this. And I feel like this was... I don't know. This this one was a, a transcendent role for me for him, yes. and I, I he deserved to be nominated for this too. Probably win for Ma Rainey's, but be nominated for this. I don't understand how this got completely snubbed. I don't get it. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yes, yes. And uh, in terms of TV, we've already mentioned, right? Yes. Yeah. I, there's actually a couple for me that I I, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to list them in, in order, I think, of, of being, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset that Tales from the Loop didn't get something because it was amazing. I'm upset yeah. that the boys didn't get something because it was great. Yes. But <laughs> take it to a whole nother level when you go to I May Destroy <laughs> You because yes. that was some of the best anything visual not just movie not just tv not just it, it, anything to involve the whole experience it's it's the best thing i have seen in probably a decade and to just completely snub totally there's absolutely no nomination at all in this i do not understand i don't i don't understand I, I, it's it's the fact that that it and the five bloods 
received nothing says something really horrible about the Golden Globes. Yes, yes. And when you think about it, if you think about it this way, this is the same Golden Globes that went goo goo gaga a couple of years ago over a flea bag. Yes. And, you know, Michaela Cole wrote and acted in a masterpiece that Fleabag will never come close to. No. no. Right? I May Destroy You is a masterpiece. It is. And anyone who is a movie critic or, you know, <laughs> you if you're a Hollywood Foreign Press Association and you don't take this show into consideration and you completely missed it, then... Then I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm better at your job than you are. You need to turn your badge in. That's, that's what it yeah. comes down to. You need to turn your badge in. <laughs> yes. yes. I I just and and the fact that and and I I can't pronounce her name. Um, but the 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 best friend Terry, the actress who played Terry, deserved yes. a nomination as well. I would say yes. that Kwame, the actor who played Kwame deserved yeah. a nomination as well. The, 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 those three were so unbelievably good. Even yes. the, the character, the actor who played uh, the boyfriend in Spain, I, could even, I would even be thrilled if he had been nominated as well because yeah. he was phenomenal. The whole cast yes. was great. Every, this thing should have swept. It should have swept. Yeah. It should have been yes. a writer. It should have been... Uh, screenplay it should have been yes. series it should, all of them should have been nominated and the fact that it was completely left out of everything is a travesty it is a travesty and it is a miscarriage and it is it says so many terrible things about the golden globes and the fact that they went crazy over fleabag and the fact that this was ignored is makes me sick and the fact that we're still talking about shit's Creek and shit. I mean, yeah, no, and then nothing, there's that. Then there's no. that. Then there's that. Nothing against shit's Creek. I'm sure it's a yeah. lovely show, but at the same time, it's not going to change the world, okay? It's not yes. going to change the world. I May Destroy You could change the world if people were actually watching it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the greatest injustice I've ever seen. And... I'm not even interested in watching the Golden Globes, to, to be honest. But I'm go only going to watch it, obviously, because we do this show and <laughs> we have right. to talk about this, you know. But like after this, it's just it's just come on. Yeah. It's just it's just no. There there is there is far too much that they miss there, and and it feels that as though somebody on purpose decided no, we're not. That's pretty much how decidedly we've said we're never going to talk about, we're never going to do a show about Bridgerton. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it's pretty much the same thing. They're like, yeah, don't bring it up. We're never going to consider it. That's it. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing. Sometimes we've, there's a lot of shows here that we know that they have no intentions of giving a Golden Globe to. There's a lot of movies there. There are a lot of actors there that we know that they nominated, but we already know that th that's it. The nomination is all you can go for. Right? Yes. But at least those th there's a mention. At least there's a validation that you did some work that 
that deserve to be seen, that deserve to be mentioned on this big stage. Yes, yes. So, so what the hell is wrong with I May Destroy You? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why not? I, I read an article from someone saying that they thought, well, it must... When they when they saw that it hadn't been nominated for anything, they were like, "Well, it it must have for some reason not been eligible," you know, because they have weird rules or whatever, like the the foreign language movie I was talking about. That that must be why that was something about it, like the date wasn't quite right or something like that. And no, that was not the case at all. It was completely eligible to be reviewed and nominated and everything else. So I I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. So and I'm pissed off. Oh yeah. I think much uh, the last time we were this pissed off about anything was when we learned that Netflix had canceled the OA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we had that level here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have crossed uh, crossed that level. <laughs> <laughs> So the Golden Globes are going to be broadcast February 28th, if I'm correct. Sunday, February 28th, yes. February 28th, Sunday, February 28th. So watch it, and the next day we are going to record and give you our opinions, what surprised us, what didn't. And I think it's fair to say that we're looking at a very predictable broadcast of, of the golden globes and um you know we probably won't be thrilled the next day yeah probably not i mean and probably in one or two cases where maybe hopefully there'll be one or two things where like yeah that's good yay but i mean overall because of the complete snub of i may destroy you and defy bloods it, it makes it difficult to have joy in any of the good things that do happen yeah and so I think we're done. <laughs> we're done here for today. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time where we take a moment to ask you to visit us on our website, uh, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com. Also, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter. You can find Jocelyn on Instagram as... Jocelyn Podcast, where I need to start posting again. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, you will find me on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook as Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. So this is again one more moment for me and for Jocelyn to say we're calling you today, folks. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group. <laughs>